You are listening to the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast. And we're having conversations with dope dads covering the four pillars of fatherhood. We call it the Fit Fatherhood Formula. Faith, family, finance, and fitness. That's right. These dads are setting the pace in business and fatherhood. This show isn't only about the outside success. We're getting down to who you are. Gentlemen, it's time to get fit. And and, 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 and now, let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Four Fit Fatherhood Podcast, a podcast by fathers for fathers, uh, where we kind of center around the four pillars of fatherhood, which are faith, family, finance, and fitness. Um, I got another dope guest on with me. I have brother Terry Harden, the second, right? I'm the second too, so I love seeing that. Um, the, my man is 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 the creator of the Dope Dad Fraternity. Um, he, he's a co-founder of My Bro Ain't Heavy. I mean, he does everything. You probably, though, you probably have seen him shimmying down your timeline somewhere. You know, get to get the shoulders is, is, is mad buttery. Um, you probably seen him shimmying down your timeline somewhere on Instagram or, or I don't know where else you're at, but I see you all the time shimmying. So I'm super excited to have you on. I think you have a great story to share, um, and, and I'm really happy to have you with us. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for the wonderful introduction. And again, thank you for what you're doing for the fatherhood community, man. This is this is pretty dope. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so let let's let's address the 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 beautiful elephant in the room. I see the K side behind Absolutely. you. Uh, Absolutely. Man is a member, a member of the most illustrious fraternity in all the land. Um, if you pledged somewhere else, you did something else, you know, you're entitled to make one mistake in your life, and that was probably it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. So look, I, the the way I first came across you was literally that, right? Literally saw a video of of you shimmying, right? And then I saw the the Instagram name was just a dope dad. I'm like, oh man. I got to follow this guy, right? First of all, he's the noobs and that's, that's automatic. But then, uh, but then the dad part really caught me. Right. And so I, you know, I've been following you for a little while, uh, you know, kind of seeing some of the things that you're doing, the dope dad fraternity is, is dope. The, the merch, the clothing, the, the message, the branding is all, all, all phenomenal. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about, about your story though, before we kind of go into all that, let's, let's, let's get into who Terry Harden is and, uh, and what, what, you know, what your journey's been all about so Absolutely, far. Absolutely, man. Well, you, you know that, as you saw, you got the KSI in the back, man. I um, came through Fall 07, Rice State University in Dayton, Ohio, man, uh, for a club. But no, I, I represent my fraternity because that was very important to me um, going through through undergrad experience, man, and teaching me really how to, how to develop into a man. Um, I chose that fraternity because you see the noobs, man, they don't got to wear letters for you to recognize who the noobs are, man. It's the way they carry themselves. A lot of fraternities do some of the same things, right? The volunteer work, but the way the noobs carried themselves definitely stuck out to me, man. And I'm, I'm grateful to be a part of that organization. Um, me as a person, I am a husband. I'm a father of three little ones. Um, and, and my family means the world to me. So on my page through social media, which is just a dope dad, um, you'll see a little bit of all of that, right? Um, I, I never want to niche myself down and be like, I'm just this type of creator. Or I just post this stuff. Um, my page, you're going to see a little bit of everything because that's who I am. Um, I share my weight loss journey, but also share my family. Um, sometimes we, we do some fun dances. Sometimes it's, it's some pictures and videos. Sometimes it's just me shimmying down your timeline, right? Um, but that is who I am, and, and I have fun doing it. 
Um, you mentioned a little bit about Dope Dad Fraternity, so I, I'll touch into that first. I started that during the pandemic, right, right around the time the pandemic happened. I knew I couldn't be out marching, so I'm like, how can my voice be heard as a father? Um, at that time, I'm like, I, I want to make sure that I'm connecting with other fathers. And I actually had somebody reach out to me um, in regards to fatherhood. Um, it was a guy from Detroit. His name was Detroit Father on Instagram. And he found me through like a hashtag, like Black Dads. And he was like, man, there's not a lot of Black fathers out here. Um, I'd love to connect with you and do like this dad influence at the time, like Clubhouse is starting to get big. So we ended up connecting and doing some things. And I'm like, man, I didn't realize the community was so big. So I'm like, we should come together. There's there's no reason we all aren't coming together, pouring into each other. Um, so the Dope Dad Fraternity thing, it truly started off as just my way, A, to, to put positive affirmations in fatherhood, father's lives every day. As you're waking up, you're reading a positive affirmation. Um, in addition to that, my way to, to, to kind of give back to fathers during the time of the pandemic. A lot of them were losing their jobs that, that ran small businesses. I was doing a dad of the week um, and I was picking a different dad every week and focusing on their story, their business and spotlighting that father um, just to give them some type of praise. Right. Because as fathers, sometimes we only get praise on Father's Day. Um, but a lot of us are fathers 365 days a year. So that was just my way to give right. back to that. Um, I have a lot of fun with Dope Dad Fraternity, but it's also one type of things. Like I said, I'm grateful to be able to connect with other fathers. I believe iron sharpens iron. So that was just a fun piece for me. And I, and I still maintain the page. I actually just brought along another gentleman to help me do it just because I'm so stressed in with everything that I do. Um, that he's helping me out on that page. But um, it's definitely a great page. And it's not just for fathers. It's positive affirmations for all of us um, to start our day. So that is the Dope Dad Fraternity piece. Um, I'm originally from Columbus, Ohio. And I recently just transitioned my family to Dallas, Texas. So uh, we are getting acquainted to the Dallas area. We've been here since April. Um, but I tell you, I absolutely love it, man. It is a big change. Um, but we are we are learning stuff every day. We're, we're getting closer as a family, being away from other family um, back at home. And, and I tell you what, God brought us here. He made all of this happen. So I'm just I'm grateful for the journey of not just the weight loss, but the life journey and bringing us here as a family to, to Dallas, Texas. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, so you moved you moved to Dallas just no, work related. I mean, you can say work related, but uh, we came here in January, man, to visit some friends, and um, I loved it here. I mean, I, I truly fell in love with it. If you had asked me a year ago, would you have moved? I'd have been like, absolutely not. Um, but we got here, just we have fun, and I and I looked around. I'm like, I could see us bringing our our children here and and re raising our family here, and my wife was for it, and I said, you know what? If it's meant to be, we'll pray about it, and um. We got back home. We prayed. No lie. Probably within a week, man, I was looking at the job posting boards where I work and um, an opportunity came up where I could stay with my company that I've been with for almost 11, 11 years now. And um, I applied for it. I said, if it's meant to be, I'm going to apply. Man, they put me through like eight interviews and um, I was able to get the job. But I actually I got the house before I got the job. So we bought a brand new house down here and it was I was waiting on the job. But I'm like, man. I got to have faith that God's going to make this happen. So I literally signed for the house before I got accepted for the job. And um, it's, again, I keep talking, but God made it happen to where literally, yes, we got the house. But then about a month later, I got the job. And I mean, I'm on eggshells like, man, God, I really need this now. Right. But it, I, I have faith. I had to trust him. I had to take a true leap of faith. I didn't apply for any other roles or anything like that. I knew that that was the opportunity that I wanted um, and it was able to all work out for it. So grateful. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. That you 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 left out on faith. You stepped out on faith, and, and uh, you know, 
my wife and I, we there's two places that we've been in the last couple of years where we're like, we could probably leave California and go there. Um, and that was Austin, Texas, um, okay. and Atlanta, right? Like those, those two places, it was like, man, we should look for a house. Like we just visited for the, let's, let's see what the housing market looked like. Yeah. Some places you yeah. just know. So that, that was one so, of the places where we we came here and we felt it. And, um, obviously God felt it too. Cause he, he was able to bring us here. Yeah, that's dope, man. I, I'm, I mean, that's that's really, really awesome that, one, that the position came, right? Like, it kind of all just lined up, right? Like, it, it, it was uh, yep. it was already written, right? Like, God already had those steps lined for you, and you were just kind of And he made me wait, man. I had to be through. patient. I think that was another piece of it was God was like, it's not on your time, and it's on my time, and, like, trust me. So, I mean, I literally had to trust him and be like, okay, it's been a month now. I haven't heard back from the job. It's going on, you know what I mean? So, I literally had to really take a true leap of faith to be like, you know what? I trust God. And even though it was hard because I knew we had just signed on the house and everything, I had to pray. And like, I, if it's meant to be, make it happen. And, um, yes, I was patient, but he also taught me a lesson in it too, that, you know, everything is not on our time and sometimes. Yeah. 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 That's what they say. Like you, you got a plan, <laughs> right? God is laughing at that plan because he's got a better one for you. Um, but sometimes it just works out, right? Like sometimes you're just in alignment, right? Like you're just doing everything that you're supposed to be doing and you're just aligning with what God has for you and it just kind of falls all into place. And that it sounds did. like that's it what did. happened with your Grateful situation. Yeah. Three okay, children. so you got, yeah, you got so three I got kids? A, and look, they just, they all had birthdays. So as I'm saying it, I'm thinking out loud, but my oldest, her, daughter, her name is Taya. She just turned nine. My... Middle child, Taryn, just turned seven. And then I have a son, Terry the third. He's three, but he'll be four this month. Got you. Got you. Got you. Yeah, the three. How okay, so I always ask this because me and my wife, we have two, but we, you know, we we stopped at two. It was like, all right, you can we can we can play one on one, right? How's that? No how's different. That third, I mean, how's that well, third one? Don't let me lie. No, I don't want to say no. It's no different as a parent from having two to three kids. It's different in the sense that we had two daughters and now we have a son. So we, we had two daughters first. And mm. I'm like, again, here goes me talking to God. I'd be begging God for a lot. God, look, please forgive me for my college <laughs> sins and everything else. I, I want a son. And um, we pray hard for a son. We didn't know we were having with the third child. So, I mean, it literally was, again, we went in it blind. We didn't find out in the ultrasound or anything. We didn't know till he came out that it was going to be a boy. Um, but the way he acts versus the way the girls act is completely different. So raising them is a little bit different. Um, but adding another child into the mix, we think it's, it's my wife and I versus them at the end of the day. I love my kids, but at the end of the day, no matter how many of them it is, it, we, it's still both of us. And, and we're going to make sure we do our household a certain way. So, no, it's... It's, it's a blessing. I mean, I naturally wanted four kids. She she only wanted two in the beginning. Um, and then we kind of switched at two. I was like, okay, we, we can go ahead and try for a third. And once we had the third, she was like, all right, let's go for a fourth. I'm like, whoa, I'm good now. Uh, but no, three, it, it, it's not too much in the mix. And I'll tell you, probably because the girls' ages were, you know, not too far apart. They're, what, 22 months apart, I believe. Um, and then my son is, he was three, three to four years after my, my no, three, three and some change. So, he was in his own bracket and doing his own thing. And um, mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it's been working out, man. So I love it. That's my road dog, little Terry. Terry the Terry, don't leave my side, man. So I, I got days where I work from home and you'll find him right here with his dinosaur or his uh, Toy Story. 
toys or his Marvel toys, man. And hey, dad, you want to play? And I'm like, ah, daddy working, but I'll find time to, to make sure I, you know, give him some one on one time too. So, yeah, that's dope. Did you guys, uh, you guys purposely didn't know the sex? We like already had two daughters, to, and we was like, this, we just don't want to know. We didn't, we had, matter of fact, here goes what it was. I had a buddy of mine who had three daughters end up trying for a fourth and they found out. And then the wife was just a little upset during her pregnancy. Right. So she shared that with us and we're like, okay, we don't want to take away from our pregnancy when we do that. So we just won't find out. Right. We'll be grateful and blessed. We have a healthy baby. And obviously I did a lot of praying. God, please, 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 please. Um, and in my mind, I, I had to, I had this, I hope it's a boy. Right. Um, I, I prayed about it strong, man. And um, I, I do remember mm -hmm. during the time that I was, praying for his son, man. Uh, God was, he talked to me. This was probably the first time I had ever, and I'm probably, this is probably the first time I'm sharing this story too, man. Um, but I remember God, I, the first time I had heard God's voice, I was praying about having a son. Um, and I heard God's voice. He's like, how am I going to give you a son if you're not making things right with your dad? And I just remember in the car, man, just being like, what? Like, I mean, crying. I, mean, I start bawling, man, where I'm like, what you mean? Like, and, and said it again. Like, nope, you need to call your dad. I remember getting home and calling my dad. Um, it's not that we don't have a great relationship. We just, we don't talk that often, um, as I would probably like. So it was almost, look, God was like, if you want me to give you what you want, you got a dad. You need to work that out with him, and y'all need to better y'all's relationship. Um, and I remember being like, nope, I don't want to. I don't want to, but I'm, I'm still just balling, man. And um, I got home. I called my dad. We had a good conversation. Um, and I felt like that was probably one of those turning pieces where God was like, all right, you listening, you're being faithful and I'm gonna bless you with a son. So then not too long after that, we gave birth and I just remember him coming out again, cried again. I'm sitting there, I, you know, see him come out and I'm just, I pray for this. Right. So it just show you, man, you, you pray, you talk to God, man, you faithful and all of that. He will make a way um, some way or another, man. So. Mm -hmm. there, there's something, uh, there's two things I want to get to, but there's one that on this last thing that you said is that, you know, you pray and you talk to God, but it's a two side. It's just, it's a two lane highway, right? You, we pray a lot and we ask for things um, and we give gratitude and we give thanks, yeah. and, but, but sometimes we have to listen, right? Sometimes when we're, we're praying, it, it's sometimes you just got to be quiet and listen to what God is saying to you, right? Like if you were just praying at God, praying at God, praying at God, you would have never heard him say, well, you got to get right with your dad, right? And had you not completed that piece, maybe he Great. might not have gifted you your son. You know what I'm saying? So I think a lot of times when we're praying, we've learned to pray, to give thanks and to ask for things. We, we have don't just to be quiet sometimes. To, like, you know listen, what I mean? Right? Like and, but we don't know I, to I listen. I'll be honest with you. For the longest, <laughs> I'd hear people say like, man, I, I heard God telling me. I'm like, what do you mean you heard God? Tell? You know what I mean? I, I had never experienced that moment where I truly heard God talking to me. But I think, again, I was in a car, no music playing. I'm driving and I heard it. And it was almost on some like, did I really hear what I thought I heard? And I mean, again, I heard it again. I said, oh, man, God talking to me. Like, this is what people mean when they say God was talking to him, man. So, yes, sometimes you you got to be quiet. You have to listen. Um, and he'll give you he'll give you signs, but you will also hear it. You know, God is talking to us, too, at times. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. Let's let's stay with that for a second. Um, you mentioned you and your dad don't have a bad relationship, but, you know, not not maybe Absolutely. as connected as maybe you want to be um how was that um, how was that coming really, up how we was, really how was your relationship with your father? Um, i come from a separated household so my parents ended up getting divorced and i think for me as a child i took that hard 
Um, I went from having my dad, who was my best friend in the house, to being now we're doing split custody, going over every other weekend. I think that that played an effect in our relationship. Um, my dad is one that he shows he loves you by his actions, right? He's not a big, I got to say, I love you guy. Like, that's just not who he is. My mom, on the other hand, she's very emotional. I love you. I love you. I love you. Um, and I think I probably wanted to hear that more. So I think as a, as a kid, I'm like, man, I just want to hear my dad tell me he loved me. I want to hear him say it, but that wasn't him. Now, I could call him at any given time, and he will stop what he's doing and be there to help me. He was, he wants, I don't want to say he wants, but he was the type that if you need me, I'm there for you. Um, but sometimes if I didn't call, maybe I didn't hear from him, right? Um, and he's a tough love. And I had to realize the older I got is my father's one of 13 kids. So he explained to me at some point was, you know, when I wanted my parents, I had to go to them where me, I wanted him to come to me. And it was almost like a, a tennis match. Like, look, I need you. You're the dad. And it was almost like, you're my kid. If you want to talk to me, you'll call me. Right. Um, and I think that's because of his upbringing. And, and again, you learn a lot of this mm-hmm. as you get older, you start to understand that it's not, he doesn't not love me. Cause I know he does. Right. Um, it's just the way that he showed love was maybe not how I, I wanted it. So I use that really for myself as a father to say, okay, I want to make sure my kids hear it. Right. So I'm constantly, my daughter is my son. Before you go to school, daddy love you. When you get home from school, you have a good day. All right. I love you. Did I tell you I love you today? All right. I love you. again. You know what I mean? I just, I want them to not only hear it, but to feel it and all of that. Where again, my dad was a man of action. He's a manly man, right? He was, that's who he was. Like, it wasn't, no, I love you. Give me hugs, son. And, and I, I think sometimes I wanted that. Um, so now with my son, it's, I'm kissing him. I'm hugging him. I'm not letting him go because I think that was something that I yearned for as, as a boy. Yeah, I think that the generation of fathers, you know, just just ahead of us um, yeah. or the gen, you know, it just it was just different times. Right. It was just different, different for them. They were raised by even harder men um, and, and even tougher situations. And so for them, like I'm putting a roof over your head. Yep. You, you got clothes on your back. You don't, you're not hungry. Um, I love you. Yeah. These are these. This is me showing I love you. Right. <laughs> Um, me telling yeah. you I love you, I tell your mama yeah. I love her. No, but I, you know what I mean? Like, come right. on, dog. He's, being so, he's a manly you know what man, I mean? right? That, um, that my is dad is. is. <laughs> you understand that that generation, I, I think you just said it best, and I didn't even think about it like that, but that was generational. Because if I even think about my grandfather, right, and you going up the line, I mean, it was, uh uh-uh, uh, you look like a little punk, or you, you know what I mean? It's like they were true. I am the, the breadwinner. I am the, the man that's working in these factories. And like, it was almost like a. I don't say macho thing, but it wasn't a lot of, of affection. Even then, they, they showed by their actions of making sure we have what we need to be able to survive, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. My dad didn't start doing, like, he does this thing now where he, he makes sure he says it. Like, he, like if he hangs, if we hang up, we get off the phone, he didn't say it, he'll call me back and be like, hey, I'm not sure if I said it. Not, I think that, like, that, I don't know when it happened. I don't know why it happened. Um, but I think I always tell him as he, as he gets older, as he gets more grand, he's got a great grandkid now. I'm like, as you get more grandkids, bro, you get softer and softer. Like you, you're not with like the way you're with them. You were never with me like that. I love you. Text messages. Well, It's funny because actually my dad says it now. Right. I mean, we have conversations, but I think I had to tell him, like, look, I want to hear it. I need to hear you say it. Right. So it's, but you can tell he's still like a man. Cause like, I love y'all. Like, I love y'all, you know, like it's. I mean, he, he means it, right? But then I got to say it like that. I love you. And he'll say it back, man. So, again, it's, I think it's generational. And I never didn't think he didn't love me. I just think it was he showed it a different way than maybe maybe I thought I wanted it. Yeah. 
Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned a little bit like how, how he was definitely affects how you are, are now. Um, are there any other influences in your fatherhood now? Like, I mean, you obviously are, are very involved and, and like, a, you know, for you to have your Instagram name be just a dope dad, like you're, you're a dad, right? By, by, by title, by life, by like, that's what you do. That's who you are. Oh man! Um, so do you have I other mean, like I find dad myself inspiration. Older, the more I'm like, damn, I'm I'm a lot more like my dad than I think, right? I mean, but like I I remember growing up, my dad cut my hair. Now I'm I am cutting my son's hair, you know, every few weeks, man, and doing some of the same experiences that I share with my dad, um, with 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 my son, right? My dad was big on again actions, right? So he may have not said stuff, but he was taking us to the candy store after church and making sure we were doing certain things. I'm finding myself doing the same thing because it's. I get excited to see my kids excited. So some of the same things that I think that he did, I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I, I check myself sometimes like, man, you are, you are your dad. You are a, a lot of the same things that he, he did is what I'm doing now. But I'm, <laughs> fatherhood means the world to me, man. And I think the way I was brought up, it was not bad by any means. But I know the things that I wanted. So now I'm like overly, I'm dad, dad. Like, I, I don't want you ever... And even on my social media, man, the reason I post, it wasn't to to blow up in numbers or to be a, a social media anything. It was I wanted to keep a time capsule of moments. Right. I mean, I grew up in an era where we watch VHS tapes like me and my sister. We get older and we were like, man, let's throw in that VHS tape. where We were at the fair and we was dancing. and We were doing this at the filmy cookout like we had those. And I remember how excited we got to do that. Well, we don't do that anymore. Right. And now everything is it is social media or through photos and videos. Um, and I said, if I was to die tomorrow, I want my kids to be able to look everywhere and be like, man, dad loved me. Um, so it's been important for me to share that throughout my social media and, and, and posting pictures of us, posting videos of us, because again, tomorrow's not promised to any of us. Um, and I don't want them just to hear from me daily. I want them to see it and know down the line, like, man, I remember there goes my third birthday, right? I mean, because we pull those up now and they love looking back at memories, man. So Another thing that you just said is my dad had a video camera. Right? I mean, he stayed. He was the uncle that was at every cookout with a video camera and everything. Like you knew Uncle Terry was coming to the, the cookout with a video camera. Well, now I'm that way with my phone where people are like, you know, Terry going to take a picture. Here goes Terry with the videos. Here goes. So it's like that's something else that I picked up from my father without even really knowing that I was going to be that way, too. Right. But I I know I enjoyed looking at it and I know my kids do now as well. So, yeah, a lot of similarities. Yes. Yeah. 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 You're, you're the family keeper <laughs> of records. <laughs> but that, that, I mean, that's dope though, because I like the same thing that like the Facebook memories will pop up and it'll be some of my kids. And like, I'm immediately taken back to that yeah. moment and like sometimes emotional, you know what I mean? Depending on what it is like, Oh man. Oh, and then they love to see it though. Like they want to see what I look like when I was one or what I look like. Yeah. When I was, what did I do for my first? Cause they don't remember all of it. So they want to see it. And it's it's like, it's really cool for them to see like an old picture of me. Like, oh, dad, you had hair? Like, yeah, man, I used to have hair. But I they, wasn't bald my whole life. They, like, they look forward to those memories, man. Uh, so, and man it, it, ain't, it ain't for me. It's I want them to be able to enjoy them. And even my son now, he's three. He'll, daddy, I want to see me when I was a baby. Hey, dad, I want to. It's like they've all to where they truly enjoy going back and looking at those memories. So that is the major reason I started 
documenting on social media, um, doing the videos, dancing with them and stuff like that. Come on, we're going to come back one day and we're going to look at them. We're not popping in DVDs anymore. We're not popping in VHSs, but we live in such a digital world where it's going to be available for them to go and see. Um, and, and I'm grateful that they have that for their, their memories. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's awesome. Um, so, so you got three, yep. nine, seven, and three. Okay. I'm pretty close. I got, I got a 10 and a seven. Uh, my, my oldest just turned 10 on the eighth. My youngest will be, uh, eighth. Well, she'll now, be eight boys on the and first yeah, of October. Girls. So they're, they're close. So you was on the same level as me, bro. Yeah. I got I two mean, girls. I got two girls. What you, what you do in school, man? Look, what you do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> right i look i was i was yeah. honest got, but i was i, I was young and, i need y'all to yeah. humble yourself I need y'all to understand. <laughs> yeah 100 it's something about them girls man that really just and i you know my my boy told me i'm i'm a i'm a girl dad bias but it's something about little girls that that just changes you as as a man like it forces you to step outside of yourself and look at everything you're doing, everything you're saying, like how you move has got to be different, right? You, you, like I have immediately gotten more in touch with my emotions, right? Like I used to, my wife used to joke when we first met in high school that I didn't have no emotions. Like I was just right in the middle. I never got too happy. I never got too sad. I was emotionless, right? And now I'm like, I got a full range of emotions. Like, I, mean, I you know, I'm all over the place. It, man. it changes your life, the way you move, the way you think. I mean, I remember the way I drove, like, changed, right? The moment I had daughters, I'm like, oh, nope, I got daughters. I got to protect them, right? I mean, the way I treat their mom in front of them has to be completely different because now you're setting the example of what a man is and how they should treat a woman. So, I mean, everything that you do, they're watching. So it's the way we move through life. We have we having daughters. It, I mean, it softened me up as well, man. And I, I'm smiling. You know what I mean? And not that I'm a person, but it's I'm doing everything that girls love to do. And I I don't mind playing teacup when they were younger and whatever else it was, man, because it made them smile and it made them happy. So yeah, I I needed that first with, with my daughters before I even had a son. So yeah yeah i feel the same i'm I'm done but i feel the same way like i feel the same way it was it was definitely needed for my my own growth as a as a man right like i had kind of gotten to a point where this is like I, this is it and this is who i am right and then they kind of forced me out of that shell to be more right to be more open to be more like just free and vulnerable yeah. and and just more of myself um because, you know, you kind of get to a point where you're like, you're keeping everything in to shield yourself from the world, right? Like, you don't, you know, if I don't get too excited, then I can't be too disappointed. You know what <laughs> I mean? And now I'm like, yo, whatever. Like, I'm just ready for it. I'm ready for it all. Like, if it's going to be good, it's going to be great. If it's not, That's so definitely what? a good mindset to have, man. I tell you, just the role of a father and being a father, man, we don't realize, again, that journey is meant for us, a lot of us as fathers, to be able to truly grow and develop ourselves too. So as kids don't realize, we're grateful for them just as much as they're grateful for us as parents. I wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for my kids. So when you mentioned like just a dope dad and all of that, like, nah, they've made me the person I am today by being my kids. So I'm I'm telling the world, I'm so happy to be just a dope dad. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm a screaming, I'm a dad life. You see, I got my t-shirt on today, man, but it's I mean, it's, that's who I am. I walk around the house like this because I'm proud to be a, a be a dad. I truly am. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're talking about like how how you know becoming a father is is like one of these big transitions in your life, just like becoming a man, like going from eighteen, going from seventeen, eighteen. I don't know what happens in that day, but you become a man, and there's this big transition and change that ha- that's supposed to occur in your life, um, and then you become a father, and it's another big transformation and change. But you had another like big transformation and change that happened for you. Um, in the last couple of years. Absolutely, uh, man. So um, I had a weight loss journey that. that I started. And I'll tell you, my kids, we talk about kids and my wife, they were my motivation for that, man. Um, I'll try to summarize the story, but um, I just remember being with one of my buddies, man. And um, we went out to eat and we were on our lunch break. We had worked together, but we were friends. And he looked over at me as I was, I must've been eating something that was so good. And he looked over, man, he said, I don't want you to. I had never thought about my weight being related to death. And when he said it, it wasn't like, no, I'm trying to clown you. I'm joking all of that. Like, it was like, man, I care about you, man. You're a good dude, a good friend. But he followed it up with like, man, I want to work out with you. And I'm like, like, I just remember thinking like, man, like you care about me. I I could die. And, And I mean, I was just, I was like stuck in that moment of realizing like by me eating my kids, my wife, they could live without me at some point right so i had just never related the two man so that was the beginning of the summer of 2019 and i just remember being like you know what i don't want to die i mean you said it but i don't want to i mean i have i can't leave my family like that would be selfish of me to have such a love for food or whatever else it was and to to die right because now i'm leaving them fatherless husbandless um so that moment was truly a game changer. And I, I tell him all the time, he didn't realize what he did, but that moment truly changed my life. I mean, it woke me up from that moment to say, okay, it's time, it's time, it's go time. So we started working out together during lunch, um, me and him for a whole summer. I mean, we were literally, instead of going to lunch, we went and worked out. And he was like, look, if you work out with me, just know I'm gonna put you to work, right? I mean, he had been training for football and doing a lot of stuff. So he had me on some workouts that was truly pushing me. But in my mind, it was, I don't want to die. So, right, even these workouts that I probably mentally would have, would, I, I don't know if I can do that. I didn't care. Like, it, it didn't cross my mind that I couldn't because I was fighting for my life at that point. Um, so we ended up working out together, man, that summer. I didn't weigh myself that entire summer. I did not want to know where I was at. So I was almost really scared of the scale because I didn't. I, I watched my 600-pound life. I knew I was big. So I'm like, okay, I don't even want to look at it. I just want to keep working out, getting in routine of it. So that way I'm not so caught up on the scale because I've done that before where I'm like, ah, oh, the scale's not moving or it's, and then you get discouraged, right? So I'm like, don't even look at the scale. You just make your routines what it needs to be. You change your diet. We started eating better and working out. It was right around maybe September, October, um, my child's daycare where they went, the husband had lost a lot of weight. And I remember going to the door to pick up my kids and I'm like, man, you lost a lot of weight. You look good, man. What, what, what you do? And he was about my size, man. I mean, we were really close in stature and everything. Um, he opened up the conversation. He said, man, I had weight loss surgery. And I'm like, you did what? Now I'll tell you, I was ignorant. I, I thought weight loss surgery was like liposuction. I'm like, okay. Yep. And he was like, man, if you ever got any questions, let me know. And in my mind, I had already kind of checked out of that. Like, I'm like, I'm working out. I'm doing everything I need to be doing. But I thought about it after I left. I was like, man, he looks good. Like, I, I could be in my head and being like, nah, he had weight loss surgery. But, or I could be like, man, like, let me ask him some questions. So I remember picking his brain, asking him some questions. And I'm like, maybe this is what I've been missing. Um, so I scheduled a doctor's appointment. I said, let me just go to the doctor before I you know, commit to anything. I'm going to go to a doctor. I got on the scale um, and it said 430 pounds. And I said, 
yep, I need to look more into that because I don't want I mean, I don't want to die. I do not want to die. So I remember scheduling my um, appointment to go get some information about bariatric surgery, what it was. And I went to like, it was almost like an informational, um, but for, for weight loss surgery, man. And I, and I went, I heard everything. And this is, and what, what it was, was they put you through a weight management program. That program teaches you nutrition. I mean, they educate you on how to read labels, the food you're putting in your body. You speak to a psychiatrist that talks about why you eat, what makes you eat, everything. Um, I did that for six months, roughly six months, uh, and I dropped 80 pounds. That was me just learning nutrition, changing my, my game plan, and still working out on a regular. Um, and then Friday, March 13, 2020, I underwent VSG, which is vertical sleeve gastrectomy, where they take your stomach and they shrink it down in size. So what that means is they don't just go in and remove the weight, as I was ignorant and thought. What they do is they take a piece of your stomach, and what it does is it allows you to get full quicker. So you're not eating and eating a whole bunch. So if I eat, let's just say two chicken wings, I'm getting full versus where I was scuffing down 10 to 15 and that was regular, right? Um, but because it is skin and it's a stomach, it can stretch and get big again. Um, and I do remember a woman I work with, she had it. And one of the last things she said to me before I left work was just make sure you hang on to some of your big clothes because you know a lot of people gain their weight back. That was another moment where I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be that person, right? Um, so I was able to undergo VSG Friday, March 13th. Again, I was like, God, really? Friday, March 13th, Friday the 13th? But I had faith. I said, you know what? I, I want to change my life. I want to live. So then at that point, I went ahead and I went through with the process, man. And that was the tool that I, I believe that I needed to truly keep it going. While I had lost 80 pounds and so many people were like, man, you lost 80 on your own. You still needed it. I did because I've tried many things my whole life. And this was that moment of like, what can I do that's going to make sure I'm here for my family long term? Um, and I speak about it, right? So I think for me, it was it was not being ashamed and being out there and being like, let me educate other people, right? It may not be for everybody, but I want to educate people to where they know it's not the easy way out. It's not you being like, I, I'm just going to undergo and they suck the weight out because it's not liposuction. It's, it's so much bigger than that. I learned nutrition. The way I look at food is different now. I'm looking at labels. I'm looking at sugars. I would have never learned any of that if I didn't go through the process. So the process to me was bigger than the actual tool of getting the surgery. Um, but the surgery has allowed me to lose a, a additional 120 pounds. And I'm happy to say I'm down 200 pounds now. So it, it, it has been game changing, life changing for me. Um, I've had the honor and privilege to be able to speak about it. I've been a keynote speaker at different you know venues to be able to talk about it um, within the bariatric community, because I want to enlighten people to say like, look, you can save your life. You can change your life. Um, and it's bigger than just surgery. It's, it's working out. It's nutrition. It's everything that it encompasses for you to be a better human being and to be around for your family or to find your why. It may not be family for somebody else, but maybe they've been struggling with depression. Maybe they've struggled with the way they look. Um, I've always it wasn't a look thing for me. I mean, I, I've, I felt like even at 430 pounds, I would walk in the room and steal the room. So it was bigger to me than that. It was truly how can I be around for my family and not die? Um, and I'm grateful for that. So yes, officially 200 pounds down. Um, I share my, my journey through my Instagram at just adult dad. I share workouts. I share, you know, tips and tricks. Um, but I also do a lot of DMS, man. I tell you a lot of people, men, men are scared to talk about it, right? They, they do it, but it's, it's undercover. It's almost like, man, I, I've been thinking about that surgery, but I don't want to have no loose skin. I've been thinking about that surgery, but I don't want to. So as they reach out to me, you know, Hey, I know you got locks. Are you, did your locks thin out? Did this happen? Did your shoe size shrink? Those are the questions that I'm getting from men on a regular basis. They just, they don't out there broadcasting. Cause a lot of people, they do, they feel like they have to keep it a secret. 
Um, and that was one thing I told myself was I don't want to. It's, it's not going to be a secret because I'm I'm proud of it. I'm grateful for it. Um, it's a part of my journey. Yeah, man, there's so much there. Um, one, I love the why of it, right? Like I, I wanting to be there for your family, the having that that moment where you're like, I need to live for my family, right? Not, not, I don't. I mean, obviously, it, you phrase it as I don't want to die, Ooh. but it's more like I want to live for my family, right? Like I want to live for my children. I want to live for my wife. Like I want to be around and be present in their life. And so I, I love that part of it. Here's the other thing, and you kind of mentioned it. People people either have kind of a couple of different thoughts on the whole thing, right? Like guys hide it, right? Guys don't want to talk about it. God, and I mean that's just guys, right? We don't ask for directions back in the day, right? <laughs> like we just we don't we don't want to get help unless we can get help on the slide, like right? But there are a lot of of people who look at it and go, "Oh, he took the easy way out," but but ba the mindset that you have to have to even be successful once you have the surgery is is so much more powerful, I think, probably than the surgery itself. Like the surgery itself is is for sure, um, you know, the next step to getting where you want to be. But if your mindset doesn't meet that, right, you get the surgery. And like like uh, your coworker said, a lot of people don't have that. Right. They don't take the the knowledge that you got prior to it they don't take that and and really embrace it really understand all of those different things that go into weight loss in general right just understanding it as a whole um and and, and maybe just because they're not fully ready for it right like they're kind of jumping the gun a little bit and just like making it the easy way out but in reality there is no easy way out you're going to have to go through the process right and you've you've done that the right way, right? Like losing 80 pounds is nothing to, to snuff at like losing 80 pounds on your own prior to the, like, Man, that's an amazing accomplishment doctor, in itself. Doctor, every time and then I, you took he that. He told me he only wanted you, me to lose 20 pounds. He was like, I need you to lose 20 pounds. And I mean, he said like, it was going to be tough. Like I need you to lose 20 pounds. You can lose 20 pounds. And I just remember it might've been the first month. I think I hit 20 pounds in the first month, maybe month and a half or so. And I just remember him looking at me. He was like, Oh wow, you you've lost twenty pounds already, you know. And it was like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, but it was because my why was so strong. Like I like I said, it was that for me. It was yeah. selfish of me because I felt like I was killing myself, and that wasn't fair to my family. So my why, it, again, as I was working out and everything, all I could kept thinking about was like, you don't want to die, man. You you got kids, you got a wife, like you can't. So I mean, I'm pushing through every workout with the back of my mind being like. I have to, right? It's either I do this or they end up without a husband, without a dad, because I was selfish, right? So it was my why pushed me through that. And to your point, it was work. I mean, I literally, up until the point I had surgery, I was I didn't think of, oh, I hit my 20 pounds. I'm going to sit back and relax now. Like it was, again, I got to live. So I kept, but I was also creating habits, right? I was creating habits for myself that would continue long after the surgery. And, I, and the woman that said it, she had actually had the surgery and gained her weight back. So that was her. That was her experience. I knew that wasn't going to be my experience because it wasn't going to be just a surgery and I'm, I'm expecting the surgery to do all the work. I knew I still had to do the work. I, I knew I still had to, to plan in the kitchen and, and make sure my meals were on. And I mean, this now where I, I've not only changed my life, 
but the way my family eats in this house is completely different, right? Because dad eats healthier, right? It's our dad's gonna eat healthy, and, and my three-year-old loves salad, right? My my seven-year-old, she she's half and half. My nine-year-old, because she's so far damaged, and I used to let her eat all the junk food. For her, it was like, oh man, now I gotta eat it, right? But they do it now, but they do it because we've incorporated that into our family, um, and, and I'm. My, I say it all the time. My journey was bigger than me. It was, it was so much bigger than just me trying to lose the weight. It was, a, for me to be around, for me to be healthy. But now I'm creating healthier habits for my family, right? So it's, I still let them be kids. I'm not. They are not on this, you know, vegetarian plan where they can't have, you know, some food that they, maybe they enjoy. But if we're eating stuff, you don't have a vegetable with it, right? Or if you're drinking some stuff, we're, we're prim- we don't really primarily only drink water in this house. So it's like. We're not drinking a lot of the sugary stuffs because I now know what that does to your body. I now know, okay, I don't want my kids to go down the same path that I did as a Husky boy, really, my whole life. Um, because that's that's how I, I grew up. I grew up in an era where it was you you finish everything off your plate. Um, so it, it, you had to, right? And I'm not blaming my grandparents and stuff like that, but that's just how I grew up. I, I mean, you did. You ate everything that was there. If you put it on your plate, you're going to eat it because there's kids in Africa starving is what they would tell you. Um, but I make sure my kids, if they tell me they're full, I'm not pushing the plate and making them eat the rest of it, right? Is you full, we're going to stop. Don't overdo it because then now you're stretching your stomach and all of that. Like, it's, mm-hmm. we're going to put some more in there. If you're hungry, then maybe you can get some more. And I'm making you sit for a little bit. Like, are you really hungry? All right, drink some water. We're going to see. So I've created habits within my household that I had to learn by going through this whole weight management program and journey on my own that not only helped me, but helped my family. So again, I'm I'm never ashamed. I'm always willing to talk to people about it because it's it was bigger than just a surgery. It was the, the tools that I learned to be successful before and after that to me really has been the biggest game changer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was a, uh, I talk about a lot, uh, uh, father forward, right. And, and every, every man as a father has a father forward moment, or maybe even multiple, depending on how everything goes. And it's like some guys is, you know, the, them and their wife separate and they got to kind of continue to father through, through that, that separation. They have to continue to father through adversity. We mentioned during the pandemic, a lot of guys lost their jobs and you have to continue to be a great father through that. You have to father forward. You're, you're realizing, you know, you're 430, you don't want to be there. You want to lose weight going through that transition, all the hard work that you put in and that why kind of replaying over and over in your head, you you fathered forward through that adversity, right? Through, through uh, 200 pounds, like, and you're still fathering forward. Like that, that is just phenomenal, man. And, and it's changed the habits and the outlook of your family. Like you have affected the future, right? Not only did you, did you disrupt the past and the things that you had, had learned up to that point, you were like, you know what? Uh, you look, I see your 20 pounds, boom, I'm going to put down another, <laughs> I'm gonna put down another 60 on top of it. And I'm going to continue to move forward and change my family's trajectory. Because if you don't change, right, then, then they probably continue to eat the same way that you're eating. And if, you know, God forbid you pat like, then they, they those things are just passed down. Right. Um, my, my mom actually 30, 30 years ago. She was like one of the first oh, wow. people okay. to have a gastric bypass. Um, so I was, I was like nine or 10 maybe when she, when she had the surgery. So I mean like way back. Right. And there was no prior to surgery. There was like, Oh, you need to lose some weight, but there was no, like they didn't teach her in anything. Right. 
Um, but then once she had the surgery, it changed the household, right? Like, cause now everybody's like, oh, well, we can't just eat whatever now. And you like, moms can't even have that anyway. So now we're eating different and it changed my whole outlook on, on, cause you know, we used to have like, it was candy and cookies and she used to bake and she used to, you know what I mean? She, her parents, her family is from New Orleans. So we, you know, we, we eating, we eating dog. Like every, every day was, we was eating. Um, and then that changed and, and I start feeling better. Like I went from being a, a defensive lineman an offensive lineman actually to being a running back, like in the season, like, I, you know what I mean? I was like, Oh man, this is, this is more, more fun. Like my life is more fun. I go outside and I play and I'm not tired. Like we play four or five games of basketball. <laughs> I'm ready for game six. Like, uh, you know, it, it completely changed our lives. And, uh, and I just remember how important that was, was for me. Um, and, and she's still here, um, because she had, she had to have the surgery. It was like one of those situations where like, look, ma'am, you're not going to continue to live if you don't have this. Right. And it was like her doctor, you know, was like, Hey, look, I'm not going to keep messing with you. You're going to have the surgery or you got some time. You got a couple years left. Right. Um, and so you, you taking the initiative to, to dedicate and commit yourself, not only to you, but to your family, um, is, is something that I gotta, you know, I gotta give you a round of applause. Yeah, I tell you what, man, sometimes I don't even think about it right until I get on these calls or have these conversations because it's it's truly just become a way of my life. Right. It's the way that I move, the way that I think. Um, but every now and again, you slow down and you're like, you know what I am, I'm grateful for the fact that I am, I'm helping my children, I'm helping my wife and it won't fall down the path that I fell down. And again, I, I never played the blame on the grandparents that made us do all of that. But I, I'm a firm believer. Everything has to happen for a reason, right? There's a reason I went through that. There's a reason I went through my journey. But it's also, I want my kids to be better than me, right? Their kids to be better than me and, and better than them. Um, so as I change my habits, they're changing theirs. And um, I'm grateful for it all, man. I'm Sometimes I sit and smile thinking, you know what I mean? The fact that they have an opportunity to live a better life, right? I mean, so, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, and it and I'm just thinking about it, like it, just how many like amazing things kind of happen from that, right? Not only like we mentioned, we talked about you changing the, your your family's trajectory, but then like you mentioned the guys reaching out to you in DMs, you going to speak to other other people, being keynote speakers, like you are, and I'm sure, like I said, the guys are yeah. the guys in your DMs are obviously guys, right? But then you go to, you go to talk at, in these different events, and there's guys there that are probably yeah. fathers. I probably married i'll tell you um, i was at the, who are the having last these... convention i did and i was a keynote speaker i, I remember because I, I have a lot of support from women right there's, i mean there's men support but there's also women that be like hey i'm sending my husband your way because i found your page and he didn't think men did this and I, you know i want you to talk to him and i mean i remember having a conversation like that but at the at the orlando i went to go speak in orlando i remember a woman bringing her husband up to me and saying hey I, Hey, I've been telling my husband all about you. I wanted him to meet you. He, um, his brother just passed away from a heart attack or something like that. And now he's ready to move forward with, right? That was like his eye opener. She's like, I want him to meet you. And I just remember being like, man, like God, thank you. Right? Like it, it was bigger than just me going through it. Like, and, and when I say it's my purpose, I truly believe that, right? It, it has allowed me to be able to be a face out there for other people to be like, man, I, I didn't know we had that. I didn't know, you know, people that have done it, right? So they feel comfortable coming to me. And I try to answer every DM, every question. I get, man, I'm never too big to do anything like that, man, because I know how it feels to be on the other side, man. So, I mean, I get it. 
daily to where people are asking me. But then the counter side of that is I'm celebrating wins with people, man. I'm getting people, hey, I just got my surgery day. Hey, man, I'm down my first 50 pounds. Hey, man, thanks again for all your help, man. I couldn't have done it without you. And it's like, man, like as I'm pouring into people, they're pouring back into me and refilling my cup up, man, and let me keep going and doing what I'm doing. So people like, you're not tired of posting. You're not, well, it becomes a lot, right? If you make it a lot, but I, I also believe there's that one person that day that needs to see my post, right? Family going to get tired of me. The friends going to get tired of me, mm-hmm. but that's okay. There's so many people out there that is going to search VSG men or they're going to search something and my picture's going to pop up and they're going to buy, he looks like me or man, I, I was about that size and, and I'm going to inspire them to make, make that next necessary step to save their life, man. And I, and I get it often. And every time I think about almost giving up or not wanting to continue, God sent somebody else my way to talk to, to remind me that, you know, your journey is serving a purpose. Um, so I, I'm, I'm grateful for it, man. I get excited talking about it. It's something that truly means a lot to me, but I'm just grateful for, it, for the opportunity to be able to inspire other people by sharing my journey. Yeah, you're being blessed by being a blessing, right? Like being, being, being relatable, being like being open and honest about it, being vulnerable, talking about your story. Like, you know, like you said, a lot of guys hide it, like yep. dudes, dudes will have it, but then won't talk about it. You know what I mean? They just show up and show up, you know, a hundred pounds. Well, well, guys, I remember one of my buddy's mom, well, actually my wife mom had had it. Right. So she had it and um, she shared her, her thing with me. But I remember being at like a cookout of one of my buddy's mom. She like whispered in my ear. I was telling, I'm, I'm at the table. I'm talking about, yeah, I'm getting ready to go through a bariatric. I mean, because I was excited. Right. And I remember her whispering in my ear being like, I actually had the same mm-hmm. thing five years ago. It's been a thing that I've ever did. But it was like a secret, right? And I'm like, I don't want to live like that, right? And, it, and no offense to her, I just remember telling myself, I don't ever want to be living in a secret. I want to be able to, A, share what worked because it's it's a beneficial tool. It's not something to be ashamed of. If it if somebody has cancer, they're not going to be like, you know, I didn't go, I didn't want to undergo cancer because I wanted to lose cancer naturally, right? I mean, it's if something is truly affecting you and there's ways to right. help you get through it, do it for you. The heck with everybody else, what they may think. You got to save your life. And, and, and me undergoing, if I would have been like that, that mindset to where I don't want to do it because people want to judge me, my family wouldn't have got the best of me. I wouldn't have been able to help change some of the habits that they're doing now. So it's, mm-hmm. again, I'm so grateful for it, but I'm also, I'm out here, I'm talking about it, I'm screaming about it because I know somebody that may need to hear that for them to make those next steps. And every day I get reminded by that with somebody in my DM telling me, hey man, what you do? Hey, man, thanks for sharing your journey because I was thinking about it. Hey, man, I was thinking about doing it, but I don't want to have loose skin. What's loose skin? I mean, I see them pictures of my loose skin, right? I'm like, here goes what mine look like. Take it as you. I'd rather take loose skin than being, you know what I mean, whatever it may be. But I'm also like, you drink your water, you take your vitamins, you work out, you'll have minimum, right? These are some things you can do to prevent. And I think they appreciate that too. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome to have somebody that that's open to talk talk about that you know what i mean to to be able to reach out because like i said dudes dudes we just for whatever reason like we we don't like to ask for help right let's just call it what it is yeah we don't we don't want people to see us as weak or 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 uneducated or ignorant or whatever and so we will suffer in silence until the end right but but having somebody who 
who like yourself is 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 a smiling face who who seems warm and inviting like okay i feel comfortable asking him i feel comfortable opening up to him and if i shoot him a dm and he don't answer i'll just delete the dm and it never happened anyway <laughs> exactly what they think man but like i said i've been fortunate enough to do that on mine i started another page my bro ain't heavy and I, that's with my buddy kid the reason I love that page so much too, man, is we spotlight men in the, in the, in the community too. And it allows everybody to see somebody that looks like them, right? Everybody doesn't look like me. It may be a, a, a Spanish guy that's five, two, right? But there's other Spanish guys that's five, two on that page. And we post their transformation journeys. We tag them. So then that way, if you're looking naturally, you want to find somebody that looks like how you look when you started, right? So we have somebody on that page for everybody, no matter what you look like, mm -hmm. how much you weigh, we've shared those journeys on that page. And that way they can see who those men are and go follow and ask them, right? So everything may not come to me, but I may have been able to create a space for where you go find somebody that looks like you or that you may be able to relate to a little bit differently and you can go to their page and find out and ask them questions too. So that's been another piece of the journey that I'm like, if it ain't me, I'm going to send you the direction of somebody else that can help you too. And that's been dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Look, I'm gonna be mindful of your time. I mean, I, we're kind of getting close to the end here, and I don't want to. Yeah, I know it's later there than so it is far, here. You, you, you've asked some great questions, man. Yeah. You are very easy to talk to, man. It's easy to talk about something we both are passionate about, and that's fatherhood and that's health, right? So, yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I have a question. You actually answered it earlier, but I want to see what you say now. Um, see if that changes at all. Um, I got to ask, right? It's a fatherhood podcast. You're a father. I'm a father. Oh, but, man. but what does fatherhood, fatherhood means mean to you? That I'm, I'm, I am taking care of my kids, my kids' kids, my legacy, and making sure that they have all of this, the, the tools to be successful in life. I'm leading by example in everything that I do. So then that way, as they grow up and, and go through those experiences, they're A, not doing it without me, but I've also been able to show them and lead them in the right direction. And fatherhood means a lot to me because it's something that, again, as a kid, I yearn for certain pieces of it. Um, so the fact that I'm able to now be that father to, to love on my kids, to hug on my kids, to share these moments, um, it, 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 that, that to me is enough, man. But fatherhood means the world to me. Um, and I, I wouldn't want to be anything other than, than a husband and a father, man. Yeah. Yeah. I like to say that fatherhood is like a, like a coin, right? Like there's two sides to it. But on each side, you get to be the father that you need yeah. to be, right? Or that you needed, right? That like you you can be the father that you needed in the sense of like the things that you missed, or you get to be the father that you needed and all the things that you got, right? Like I, my dad was really he was really hands on with sports, and so I want to be hands on with sports. Or my dad didn't say I love you as much as I wanted to, so I'm going to say I love you as much. I like as, like you get to be out. everything, when you, right? Because you, you you live. Yeah, you get to live through it. And so now you're looking back at it That's, and looking forward. Right? You touched on it, so man. I, I like it. There was pieces that I wanted that I'm doing. There's pieces that I love that I'm doing. And, and I like what you did there when you rephrased that question earlier today when you're like, what are some things you took from your father. So you're right. I'm doing a little bit of both. Right. And that's, that is the great thing about being a father. There's no blueprint, right? We have the opportunity to truly change the way that we, we are a father versus the way our parents was or our parents' parents were fathers. Um, we have the opportunity to be whatever fathers we want to be, man. So um, we feed off of each other. Iron sharpens iron. So there's things that I may pick up from other fathers. Um, and, and I'm so grateful to be a part of such a, a great fatherhood community, man, to where I'm learning stuff every day from other fathers. I'm seeing what they're doing. I'm, I'm having conversations with them. And hopefully we're inspiring each other every day to be better, better fathers. Yeah. Yeah. 
So here, here's my uh, here's my final question for you, and it's it's a two part it's a two part question. Um, if you were, because you've been doing a great job posting, you got three different accounts, and you you're doing a great job, kind of engaging the 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 community, right? If you had the opportunity to make one one post um, where you wanted to make the biggest impact, um, and that post was only for fathers, only for fathers. Um, what would you what would you want them to see or what would you want them to so, to I'm going to say two words I guess trust god um throughout my entire journey man I've had to trust god whether it's been through fatherhood whether it's been through my weight loss uh, whether it's been through my move whether it's been through anything in life I had to trust god um so I want them to know if you trust god literally any the sky is the limit right I mean you pray about it you talk about it you listen to god he'll make a way anything is possible but, but it got to start with with trusting god god is to me the head of my life so as I'm out here and I'm talking about my journey none of this would be possible if it wasn't for god so if we trust god first everything else will fall into action so I, I would do a post where I'm saying trust god you do that everything else will, will come into to play I love it. I love it. That those two words, right? And they just keep yep. let them keep replaying, right? Put it on repeat. Um, okay. Second part of the question, kind of similar. Um, you got a brand new Instagram account. It's private yep. though. You only got three followers. Um, you're gonna you're gonna make a post and those three followers Woo, are your kids. <laughs> what do you want them to see? Oh man, I could do you said three posts. One post. No, you got one post. All three of the, the they're, they're your only three followers. They're the only ones who get to see it. Uh, nobody else. It's just your you. message to them. I love you. And, and I say that because I, I will always want them, no right. matter where we're at in life, no matter how old they get, no matter whether you're mad at me, whether you have, I want you to know no matter what, I love you. And I think I, because I wanted to hear that. I yeah. think that to me is so important because I want them to know it, to see it. So that way, as they're looking, they, man, dad loves me. If you don't know anything else, know that I love you. I may not have all the money in the world. I may not have, you know, everything that I could get, but I love you. That's it, man. I like, I look, bro, short, concise, but impactful, right? Like that, though, both of those pack a big punch, right? <laughs> it's, it's five words total, right? But but those five words are heavy handed, right? Those five words are throwing haymakers, <laughs> man. Oh, yeah, that's that. Like, I had little chills, man. Like those, those are those are definitely. Because um, man, yeah, kids is my world to me, man. So it's we get we get one life, and it's like, what impact do we make while we're here, right? Um, and our kids will live off of our memories forever, even after we're long gone. They're gonna be talking about the moments that they had with us, right? The the time that they spent, the fun things, and um, not that this is bringing it back off topic, but losing weight was so much bigger than just the weight loss journey man i remember the first time i rode a roller coaster with my daughter um and being able to experience that and that was something that when i because i told my kids about my journey before i did it and i just remember my at the time my my middle child being like dad when you get smaller does that mean you can finally ride a roller coaster with me but the first time i did i just i cried but i cried because i'm like I was able to experience that with her. And that was an experience that I never would have experienced at 430 pounds, right? Um, so the fact that I was able to, A, change my life, but change it before it was too late. Um, I still have young children to where I can still enjoy and do some of the things. Terry, somebody said it to me, little Terry will never know me as 
430 pounds. He didn't get an opportunity to truly see me as that, right? Um, and my daughters now, I mean, as you show pictures, like, man, dad, that was you. So they 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 see it, they know it, but they have such a, a healthier, a happier dad. And that's going to affect and change their lives too by me changing and doing what I did, man. So it's, again, I'm so grateful and thankful that God allowed me to do it, A, when I did it and while they were still young and, and had the opportunity to enjoy a healthier dad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna throw this out there and I haven't really ever said this but so with with that last part of the question like I could definitely just ask what message you would have for fathers cuz his fathers listening to this, right? But that second part of the question is always for the guest himself, right? Because when you think about it if if you if you think about your day, just your day, not not your whole life, but just your day, how many individual messages you get to send to your child? Right? How many times a day through your actions through the way you move, through the way you look at them, through what you do, do you actually get to say, I love you, right? Not only with your mouth, right? Because you're saying it, but then like that hug that you give them, where they throw them little arms around you, right? The, you wake them up in the morning to get them ready for school. You make break, like all these little things that happen throughout the day, how many times you get to have yeah. that message replayed to them, right? It's it's always like, and I never, like, I've never told anybody, I've never said that to a guest, but it, the reason I do it is to give you an opportunity to think about what the message is that you want to give your children. Yeah. And that, that like, that's why well, it's the but, last thing, because I want you to go away with that, yeah, right? Because you know what I mean? I want you to be with that. I say it to them all the time because I knew I wanted to hear it. So even how you just brought that together, man, in full circle, man, it, it makes sense because that's something that I wanted to hear. It's something that I do now. And that would be the last message I would always want them to see is that, that I love you. So. Yeah. Yeah. So keep living it, man. Keep saying it, keep doing it. Um, I, I appreciate you for, for taking, like I said, taking the time. I know as, as fathers, as busy men, like it, time is, is time is more <laughs> than money at this point. Like it, <laughs> time is like, it's hard to find time to put together um, to try to make make things happen. And so I appreciate you taking the time out of your day um, to do this with me, to to share your journey with us, um, to talk about fatherhood. And, and, and hopefully um, the guys can pick something up from from what you said. I know I'm always going to take away something um, saying I love you more is for sure going to be added on to it. I'm going to see if I can get it in an extra three times a day. Um, you know what I mean? Like just, just to being intentful about how I do it. And when I say it, um, if guys are wanting to reach out to you, we mentioned, mentioned it kind of all throughout the podcast, but, but if guys want to reach out to you, um, and kind of get in touch um, with I'll you, tell you, how you what, they do just that? a dope dad, that'll be the main, main account that I'm on. And, um, if they have any questions, please feel free to reach out DMS. I answer all of those, man. Um, if I don't get to you right away, know that I do plan to. Um, I work full time and I got kids as well, too. So the social media comes sec well, actually comes after all of that. Right. Um, so I try to make time either early in the morning, every now and again on the lunch break and in the evenings, man. But um, I care. I truly care about responding because I know how it feels to be on the other side of of it all. Right. Weight loss, but also fatherhood, man. And um, if they have questions related to weight loss, if they have questions related to fatherhood me a message you want to have a conversation and you mentioned it right time is money but there's there's so many things that are important to me and, and fatherhood's one so when it comes time to talking to fathers i don't care what i got going on because now i'm i'm, I'm pouring into another father i'm making time to, 
to hopefully we grow together, man. So um, I appreciate you just as much as you thanked and appreciated me. I thank you for, for opening up your platform for Fathers Man and creating a space because you don't have to do that, right? But you're you're putting out information and tools for other fathers to be greater fathers, man. So iron sharpens iron, and I'm grateful you thought of me to, to be able to come on this episode today. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it, bro. And and, and deference, deference being <laughs> deference given to whom it's due. Uh I, I'm 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 an 04. So you you got me. You you uh almost seven. You got yeah, me by I, Wait, wait, years. when'd you cross? Yeah. You, you, oh yeah, seven. Oh shoot, you wait a minute. Right. Show without, I couldn't argue. You're different. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, no, no, I can't do that to you. Um but yo, thank you, brother. I I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And uh, I'm going to let you go, man, and go enjoy enjoy those babies. Uh, get them get them to bed. Tell them you love them uh, three more times. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, I'll talk I to you soon. I appreciate you, bro. Much love to you. Keep doing what you're doing to inspire all fathers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, brother. Have a great night. You just tuned into another episode of the Forfeit Fatherhood podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you once again for listening. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow me at You Can Call Me Coach on Instagram. Also follow the podcast at Forfeit Fatherhood, the number four and the letter U on You Can Call Me Coach. Uh, go ahead and flip over to the next episode, man. I know you love this one, so you'll probably love the next one. Excited for you guys to hear it.